We had a lot of things go down on Sunday. The Astros won. They broke their scoreless streak of 24 innings without scoring a run. Yuli Gurriel opened things up. Bregman hit a bomb and started staring at the camera. And Justin Verlander left the mound in the third inning. And prior to coming on live, and tomorrow you may have more information on this, Hunter Brown was removed from starting in Sugarland, And we'll talk about all these things on this edition of the Locked on Astros podcast. Hello and welcome to Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked on Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at EricTalkStros. You find the show at Locked on Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can you find you at? They can find me at HGM Wheelhouse on Twitter and Instagram and at Strohs411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Strohs. All righty. The Astros almost got swept by the Orioles. It, it was a disaster of the series. Well, it could have been a disaster. The starting pitchers seem to dominate the Astros, and I don't understand why. The Astros have a good offense. I know that we're going to talk a little bit about Alvarez. His hand may be a little bit sore. Maybe that's why he's been struggling recently. Uh, Bregman's been on fire recently, but uh, we got some contributions from um, from a lot of people in the lineup. But uh, I love how some people were calling out uh, Mancini saying, well, he must still love the Orioles because he went hitless in the first game of the series. But uh, there's a lot that we got to discuss, including Verlander, like you mentioned in the teaser. But thank you for making Locked on Astros podcast. Your first listen every day, whether it's on YouTube, keep on subscribing, keep on giving us a big like, and go ahead and uh, listen to us on your way to work, on your way home from work, wherever you do, just uh, check us out and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, check us out. Yeah, you know, this series, Eric, was one that you kind of you kind of expected to happen. Last year the Orioles swept us, but la- but this year the Orioles came in hot. And you gotta remember they've got Robinson Trinos, who's one of their catchers. Robinson Trinos had an excellent game plan. This is the first time, Eric, since twenty seventeen that Orioles have had two pitchers go seven and two thirds innings back to back. That hasn't happened. Not against anybody, not against bad teams or good teams. Their pitchers had a good game plan, and they pitched to the hitters' weaknesses this weekend. And I wouldn't say it was a disaster of a series. I I mean, our pitchers did their job. We only gave up a few runs each game. It's not like the Orioles came in and blew us out. So the pitching still held the line for the most part. It was the hitting that went silent. And look, these are professional hitters. This is a professional team that's trying to make the playoffs. So what are they going to do? They're going to bring their A game. And when they bring their A game and they have a good pitching plan, that means that even the best lineups, like the Houston Astros, are going to struggle. So I'm not as worried about going down two games to three to the Orioles in this series as a lot of people seem to be doing. We... We tend to this is this is what I want to start calling Twitter. Instead of Twitter, we need to call it knee jerk. Everybody makes knee jerk reactions at everything. And I say that because I used to be that person. I'm no longer that guy. 
Um, and I'm not always positive, always Stroh's just because I drink Astros Kool-Aid. But it's because in this long season and in a game, you've got to look at more than just one thing. You can't look at you can't just look at one game or one at bat. You got to look at everything. And we're going to talk later on about Jeremy Pena and his trending numbers down, his OPS and what he does against certain pitches. And so we we've got to take everything into consideration of what happened this weekend. Yeah, and the Astros. I mean, uh, I know Dusty Baker said that the Orioles just pitched, outpitched them in the first two games, and what the the starters like shut them out for seven innings in the first two games, and almost did it in um, Game Three as well. But they thankfully Yuli Gurriel took care of business. But the Orioles came to do something a lot of teams can't do, and they came to battle the Houston Astros and. Uh, so credit to them. They're still trying to find some way into playoffs. They're probably not going to make it this year, but, um, who knows what happens, but the Orioles do have a great team and, uh, they're in a couple of years with the kind of young talent they have, uh, they could probably uh, give the Yankees and the Rays, um, a run and the Blue Jays for that matter, a run for their money. But I do want to kind of focus on, uh, Justin Verlander. Uh, yeah, definitely. He did leave after th- uh, three innings, um, and the bullpen had come in and throw six innings of run, uh, w- one run baseball. Uh, so, unfortunately, Verlander was kind of limited in his last start. He was pulled. Um, I think he was at 91 pitches during a no hitter, and the Astros are going to be a little bit cautious with him. But in this game, a lot of people are like, "Oh, I guess they're going to limit him to 60 pitches," but that that wasn't case. He actually left with what was it called? Uh, right calf soreness or discomfort? No, right calf, no discomfort. Yeah, they didn't yes. use the word soreness or injury. Yeah, yeah, discomfort. And look, he is an aging pitcher. He, I mean, this could happen to anybody. <laughs> it was so funny. Dusty Baker mentioned, you know, that's why I wear these these uh, the these hookah shoes. Those are basically running shoes. And if you have ever been in the running community, the hookah shoes have a real large sole, and they they help with balance and everything. Uh-huh. And I like I don't know who asked it, but I felt bad for the person asking the question because I was like, they're they must know nothing about running because they said, well, are you going to get Justin Verlander some some shoes? And he's like, I don't think they make cleats. <laughs> like one of the reporters asked. I was like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, like I, I almost, I, I screamed on the inside when I heard that question. Um, but anyways, Justin Verlander, it is something that, like Dusty Baker said, it wasn't his arm, it wasn't his elbow, it wasn't a hit by a pit. It wasn't. It was. It was his calf. I think his calf pulled a little bit, and that's something that you rest and recover from. You know. Yeah, and so I, I believe they said it was on a play. He made a run to first base or something. Uh, let me see. Um, I think I had it. But the Baker said that Justin Verlander would get some imaging on his calf tomorrow. Uh, he injured his calf while covering first base on a play in the third inning. He um, immediately told the Astros about the injury, and then he um, left the game imaging uh, – uh, imaging would be done. He left the game. Uh, he left the stadium. They sent him home. So the reporters weren't able to question him. So uh, basically this was his 24th started season. He struck out six batters in three innings. He allowed three hits. I know he got into some trouble in the first inning, the third inning as well. So uh, unfortunately it just was a situation where uh, 
this is a guy who's having a miraculous season and possibly this could be a minor issue, but yeah, he did lower his ERA. So that's, that's a good thing too. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, it's like Dusty said of all the bad news you could have gotten with, with, with your top pitcher going out, this is the best, this is the best worst news you could get. So he is definitely trying to spin this positively and that kind of would dovetail us into you're hanging out with some friends and having a few drinks then a few becomes a few too many as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out you think of calling for a ride nah you live nearby you can make it home okay it's no big deal right what are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway and even so what's the worst that could happen your insurance goes up You lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. A corresponding move that may be happening, but not right now. I don't want to I don't want to talk about that because Alex Bregman, Eric, is having an absolute amazing August right now. This guy is fine, I think, for player of the month. He's hitting 375 with 33 hits, seven home runs, 21 RBIs, 26 runs scored in 25 games. This is a player of the month type of month for Alex Bregman. And I imagine he keeps us going because our, our next few series are against basically bottom teams that have pitching that are susceptible to give up the long ball. And this bodes well for Alex Bregman. I love to see it. Yeah, and he's got – I think he's leading AL in runs scored as well with 33 runs since the All-Star break, and he has 20 home runs now. And what I love about this is he's getting cocky again, and that's the Alex Bregman that is great. Uh, like he did the dugout stare with Christian Vasquez today, and that's the Alex Bregman who's going to be MVP. He, he's got Maybe not for the American League, but that's the guy that you need for the Astros. And – with, uh, we'll talk about Alvarez in a few minutes, but Alvarez is struggling and you needed somebody else to step up and that somebody is Alex Bregman. But you know the perfect place to go watch a game at is Hooters of NASA, right? Yeah, that's right, Hooters of NASA. If you and your buddies love to, love to find a place to watch the Astros, Hooters of NASA is a great choice. They've got the world-famous Hooters girls. They've got 15 different sauces. They've got teriyaki wings like Eric likes or they have lemon pepper. They have ghost pepper chili. I mean, they've got all kinds of flavors. Not only that, they've got brews on tap. They've got different styles of wings. And if you love the Astros on October 2nd, you'll have to sign up for the bus trip. I believe they still have spots left. They they feed you, I believe, five wings before. They serve drinks on the bus. They give you it, – it comes with a ticket to the game. You come back. They feed you on the way back, and then you're home safe and sound. And – Go in, ask Rosie about it, ask one of the waitresses about the bus trip on October 2nd, the Astros game. Also, their Happy Owl specials Monday through Friday from 3 to 6. They are packed. We've been there 
during the week, midweek. A lot of people there. Great service, great food, and great fun. I-45 South, exit FM 528 for the great wings and best service in Western Texas. That's 20796 Gulf Freeway. Hooters or NASA, tell them locked on. The Astros sent you, and you'll get free fried pickles as an appetizer. Yeah. And how about David Hensley? Speaking of appetizer, he got his first hit and he got to keep the ball. He also got to keep the lineup. Um, Dusty Baker wrote on there, first major league hit, or somebody did. And that was an awesome experience for him. Just imagine a 6'6 guy getting to play DH uh, after a game after he played shortstop for the Houston Astros. So this is a guy that's going to get a little bit of playing time, especially depending on how much time Alvarez is out. And this is a discussion I do want to kind of have with you, Brett. I know that the Astros are uh, come out and finally said that he is dealing with some type of hand soreness. Uh, you and I have kind of, mostly you, you've been kind of talking, well, is, right. he, is he totally healthy? Is there something going on with his hand? But uh, after the game on uh, Saturday, he said that a bothersome right hand of, has kind of been bothering him and he's been dealing with this for a few weeks. And um, he says, I don't feel pain, but something that it's something that just comes up and uh, bothers me. But obviously uh, that just doesn't justify the results I've been having. So he's saying that the hand is not causing him to struggle, but it's probably not helping because if you're, well, if you're in trouble gripping the bat, you're not going to uh, you're not going to be able to follow through. And I know Alex Centrum was saying that what he's doing is he's diving through the ball, and he's not having the, the same. You remember we talked earlier in the season how he looked so intimidating. He was standing straight up, but he's saying yes. that he's now he's into it. Yeah. He's basically leaning in, and so his his head's getting out in front, which is which is taking his power away. When his head stays back, when you stay when you stay upright. And you bring your hands and then you bring your body behind the ball, you have more power versus in front. It's like you're pulling something for and versus slinging that bat, because basically what you're what you're doing is is you should be throwing the handle at the ball and that brings the bat around. But if you're leading too much, it's almost like you're you're you have too much of a pulling motion on there. I, I think 100% this whole hand thing ha, has got to has got to have something to do with it because he is not he is not hitting well lately and that's okay he's had these stellar months going in I definitely think it I think it hurts his his MVP chances um, I even I even opined on Twitter Eric hey maybe he just needs to take the week off until Friday just like let him rest like 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 let his hand heal let his hand not do something that's baseball related honestly i mean look hey wait but i thought we were all into rest days you know oh well we rest a star the day before a rest day but we have our biggest star hurting and we're playing him every freaking day today he got the day off but i, I just like it doesn't make sense to me it's like the body sometimes just needs rest. The body sometimes just needs to heal. I'm not a doctor. I'm not the trainer in there, but I just think that I just think that you're done. And some people in here are saying they think it's a mental issue. Baseball is always a mental issue. Okay. Right. So when a player is struggling physically, it's going it, to, it, I mean, it's not one or the other, it's both. So when a player struggles physically, they're going to struggle mentally. 
Okay. And Jordan's had those struggles mentally, and he's talked about those struggles. That's how he got out of a slump last year when he bunted because he talked to his dad. What do I do? And so they're going to do this. They're human. Okay. That's going to happen. But right now, the pressure may be on, though, Eric, because we got so many players dealing with various things. You know, Chaz McCormick, I don't know what's going on with him. Um, just different things popping up here and there. Maldonado got hit in the hand today, and I freaked out, and I'm like, good Lord, there's, there's another hand injury. Yeah, I know. But, you know, Eric, I want to I wanna talk about Jeremy Pena, okay, um, if that's okay. Can we do that right now, or do you, uh, you hey, want to say that? A couple more things about Alvarez before we move on. Okay, um, so this is what uh, Centron said. He said he's diving to a plate with his upper body a lot and not staying tall, trusting his hands. That's why he's struggling to drive the ball out of the ballpark. We know about it and we talk about it. And then also Dusty Baker said that he, had, uh, he hasn't said much about it lately. We have talked about it and harped on it quite a bit about um, the hand and what they should do about it. But he also said it's not a one-man wrecking crew. Uh, he can be from uh, he can be from day to day, but this is a team. It's not just Alvarez, and that's what we've seen a lot. I know that Tucker, uh, his heating his uh, hit streak broke, but now he's started a new one today. So uh, Tucker's heating up. You have Yuli um, hitting here and there. You have Jeremy Pena, who you're about to talk about, is uh, doing a little bit better from here to there. And, but uh, the key to the Astros' success recently has been Alvarez, and, and Christian Vasquez has been doing pretty good. And so I just think that since um, Alvarez has been uh, started declining on July 30th, the Astros um, are averaging uh, – they're averaging 4.7 runs per game before that. And then now they're averaging 4.2 runs since, um, since that time. So he is, um, since he's been declining, the Astros have been feel, feeling that. And so that's why you see that they, they're kind of struggling because Alvarez does carry the Astros lineup. And as I've said this many times, as Alvarez goes, the team goes. But it sure helps that Alex Bregman seems to have returned to his form. And like I said, now that he's that, got that cocky Alex Bregman, that's so much better. Right. So, you know, to go into Jeremy Pena, um, Jeremy Pena has, I believe, re regressed over time. And um, the problem areas are obvious. I mean, anybody can look these numbers up on fan graphs or baseball savant. But Jeremy Pena started out with an OPS like his first month was 753 in April. It was 817 in May. And then it started dropping so 694 in June, 666 in July. And 515 in August. Now, here's what he does against various pitches. All right. Four seam fastball, he has a run value of seven. He's hitting 316, 633 slugging, weighted on base, 445. Listen to this. Change up. 140 slugging or 140 average, 163 slugging, 160 weighted on base, negative seven runs. Slider and sink are both negative three run value. Um, his slider, he's hitting 226, sinker 208. Weighted on base average, 374 on the slider, 226 on the sinker. And um, a, a, two, a 286 um, weighted on base average on the slider and 286 on the sinker. And I haven't, so cutter, get this, 370, 556, 411, run value of two. 
You throw him a fastball, a cutter, a four seam, he's hitting it. You throw him anything breaking, he's not he's not hitting the broad side of the barn. His strikeout rate is over 30%. Um 60, 60 of his Ks are, are on are on let's see, are versus breaking balls, and only 30 of them are on fastballs. And he has 15 on off speed. So off speed and breaking pitches, he has 75 strikeouts. And that is something that they're that they're going to need to fix. I don't know that you can fix that right now this late in the season, but that is definitely his Achilles heel. So if I'm pitching Jeremy Pena, I am not throwing a single fastball. If I've got a guy out there that can handle throw breaking pitch after breaking pitch after breaking pitch, I'm right. going to buckle him on the two breaking pitches that I'm going to pipe a fastball right down the middle because he's going to be expecting another breaking pitch, and I'm going to get him out of the game. I'm going to get him to swing and miss. I And – I tried to be critical of his of his defense. He still is worth seven defensive runs saved. He's got the highest run save value on the entire team on the infield. I was like, oh my gosh, and he's top in the league. So um he you know I say top. He's like top 20. Okay. Like where Correa's fifth, he's like 15th. But I looked at him and Correa. He's about 10 places behind Correa. Correa's kind of put himself back where he really belongs as the veteran, as he should be. And Pena kind of is where he is. But still, seven defensive run saves. I personally thought his defense would be rated a lot lower. Like like he wouldn't have that many defensive run saves because it seems like an error here or a throwing error there or whatever. But he has 14 total errors. Seven are on throwing, seven are on fielding. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's frustrating. Uh, I mean, as good as he was, but you knew the league was going to uh, figure him out. So Jeremy Pena's job from this point on is to make the adjustment. And that's what all the good baseball players do. Mike Trout did it. Uh, you saw Carlos Correa do it. And you saw all the good baseball players do it. So that's what Jeremy Pena has to do from this point on. He's got to make that adjustment. And I think he will. He is that type of talent. We saw that when he was coming up through minor leagues. We saw that when he played in winter ball. We saw that when he played all the, with all the big leaguers, uh, everybody was like, this kid's got the stuff. So I think that we'll see it. Like you said, I don't know if it's going to be this year, he'll probably have to make some adjustments um, over the off season, but I think we'll see a different um, Jeremy opinion next year, but he's not, He's not embarrassing himself defensively at all. And, uh, I mean, he, he does have a lot of errors, but I think that uh, he's still he, – for what we're paying for him versus Carlos Correa, I think right. – No, I get that. I get that. I'm just saying he definitely has some work to do in the offseason. But, I mean, what player doesn't have something to work – what right. player doesn't have something to work on in the offseason? But I do want to talk about this. Um, I do want to talk about this tweet because someone just accused me of of spinning stuff <laughs> purposely just to get headlines. And all it did was retweet Astro's future. <laughs> Astro's future. Hunter Brown was originally scheduled to start for the Space Cowboys. He is no longer starting, and they are using John um, Olisak, um as the starter. And he just said, this is something to keep an eye on. And someone said, stop spinning blank until Ben Verlander reports something regarding his brother or the Astros. <laughs> For the love of God, y'all thirsty. Hey, man, I don't I don't really know why that guy is so angry. I just I just tweeted about like because I actually um, DM'd Astros future. I said, hey, do you know anything else? And he said, this is all I know. He right. said, I don't know what it means. And so we're not saying that breaking news. Astros future said this. We're just saying. He was scratched from the start he was supposed right. to make. He hasn't been scratched at all So before this game. 
it could mean something. Monday, isn't it Monday when they can expand the rosters? But the roster expanded has to be guys that are on the 40-man roster. You can't, like, add a guy to put him on the 28th, right? You can. You absolutely can. So, wait, but but I thought to go from 26 to 28, the 27th and 28th player had to already be on the 40-man. You can add somebody to the 40-man roster. You mean That's true. Okay, okay, all right. all right. So you just have to get somebody off the roster. So, yeah, I mean, Hunter Brown could be added to the 40-man roster at any point. Like, if you need a player, you can make the move at any point. They, so. could, they could take someone. They could take Nico Goodrum. They could take Peter Mashinsky. They could take any of these guys that aren't there. And because those guys more than likely would clear waivers and they could pick them right. back up whenever it opened back up. So I, yeah. I think that would be fine. All right. Yeah. So I, I was the one that said, uh, especially with Ryan Presley on the IL, don't be surprised if you don't see um, Hunter Brown up. And uh, so somebody said he must be added prior to nine one. So maybe you are right about that. So, so he so has to be added before. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. So he's oh, making so that move. September so 1st is the playoff de- deadline. Okay. So maybe that is the case. So, uh, so maybe they are having to add him to the 40 man roster. So uh, if that's the case, then maybe that does make sense, but um, yeah. let's, let's just look at everything that's going on. So we, we're not, we're just speculating here. So yeah, he does have to be added to the 40 man roster before uh, September 1st. Doesn't mean he has to be added to the 28 man roster before that. So, no, the waiver deadline is not a thing anymore. But um, so if uh, what we've seen from this past week is we've seen Dusty Baker try to go to the five-man rotation, and we saw a limited start from um, – we saw a limited start from uh, Justin Verne today, and we saw a couple of starters struggle a little bit. So um, Dusty Baker said Frommers will start Tuesday – and even Christian and either Christian Javier or Luis Garcia will start on Wednesday. So what we could be seeing is the fact that they may be pulling up another maybe long reliever, somebody like a Hunter Brown. And so I could definitely see them adding him to a to the roster to say, hey, why not? We're going to have to add him to the 40 man roster this offseason anyway. This this kid could be a wild card for the playoffs, so why not give him a chance? He's have a dominant season in AAA. There is nothing else that um, and can prove in AAA. And the teams we're playing, Eric. I mean, you look at our schedule. It's not like we're going out and playing the Mets and the Yankees, and the Blue Jays, and these you know heavy hitting teams. It, it it is a. I'm sorry. It's a it's a favorable schedule for the most part. You know, right. it is a, if you look at this angels, Rangers, let's see. Yeah. Rangers, angels, Rangers, angels, Detroit, Oakland, and then Tampa and then Baltimore and then Arizona. So it's like, we should win a lot of these games. Uh, James cook says uh, we have to add him to a 40 man roster now. I mean, I, I mean, just to say that we don't have to add him now. We could add him before the uh, Rule 5 um, deadline, and I think that's in December. But if you have to add him then, why not add him now? The only problem is you'll have to make room for him on the 40-man roster, and that means you're going to have to dump somebody off the 40-man roster. So, yeah, James Click, that's what I thought you I mean. Sorry, James Cook, not James Click. But um, I, that's what I thought you meant. But, yeah, you have to add him by December, so why not add him now? 
So that's exactly. that was my whole point last week when I said that. I'm like, just add him now. He could be. We saw what um, Rosarina did for the Rays a few day a few years ago. I know that's a hitter, but we've seen pitchers make impacts in the playoffs as rookies, like barely having experience. So I think Hunter Brown can be that guy. And a lot of people are yeah, and- down on Maton and uh, Neris and even Montero at times. So why not see what this kid's got? Well, and I've, I've watched him pitch many times this year in person. Um, I, I've talked to him several times before games. Um, I love his attitude, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll go back to this. Um, his whole attitude when he made the futures game, he's, he was, he was happy, but he was his immediately. He said, I would much rather be pitching at Minute Maid Park. Right. And when I said, Hey, look, we do this show every week and we have our listeners and we have those who follow us live and, and they've got four or five different ways to get you on this roster, especially for the playoffs. And he was literally like, well, I really hope the Astros see it that way because like yeah. he goes, he goes. We all have one goal here in Sugarland. It's to get to Minute Maid and help the Astros win a World Series. And so that is forefront on his mind. And the opportunity this kid would have to be in the same clubhouse with Justin Verlander, his childhood idol, who visited his school in fifth grade, who he emulated his pitching stance after, would be absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, and the good news is that the Yankees did lose today, so um, they lost. They two. lost to the Oakland A's. Can you imagine if Major League Baseball was really cruel and just put the Oakland A's in the playoffs just because they would beat us or the Yankees? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they just play. Someone said, I, I think it was Frankie from Twitter. He said, he said, imagine having to play the A's 19 times a year. And someone goes, and he goes, you know. I think it would be easy then. And someone said, actually put insert Yankees because we seem to beat y'all every time we play y'all. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the Astros lead is back to 3.5 games. So that's good. I know that they lost a game after uh, losing to the Orioles. And uh, I think that this was a revenge series for taking Trey Mancini from them. So the Orioles came out for blood because Trey Mancini meant a lot to the Orioles team, just everything that they went through with that. So uh, one player that's on the 40-man roster, and I still can't believe he's on the 40-man roster, is uh, Goodrum. I mean, Nico Goodrum, I mean, why is he still there? That's kind of a weird topic. He is there. I think he's there just in case an injury comes up. He's played Major League Baseball before. Eric, that's why he's there. You ask why is he there? That is exactly why he's there. He's 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 killed the ball all season in AAA. So if a guy's killing it in AAA, you don't get rid of him. I know that he may not be great, and every you know you know everybody on here is a better manager than the manager of the of the Astros. You know us included. Sometimes we like to think we have like this like inroad on understanding the game better. But the bottom line is this: the Astros will make the right moves when they when they get a shot at at making those moves and yeah. they'll field the best team that they, that they can for the playoffs. Yeah. So uh, Dusty Baker said that he hopes that Alvarez, uh, I mean, he thinks that Alvarez will avoid the IL and he's hoping that the day off will um, help him maybe just recover and he'll be back in the lineup on Tuesday. So one thing that we kind of was, um, I wanted to kind of discuss, we kind of avoided it earlier, but 
this is what this is August 28th. If you're listening to this on Monday, it's August 29th. Do you put Alvarez on the IL retroactive to today just to say, hey, we just want you to get better, relax. You said, like you said, we'll give them the rest of the week off. You're not going to, even with 11 game lead in the standings, you're not going to just give a player five days off or something like that. But yeah, if you're going to do that, you well, put them on IL. Now, I mean, Astros do that because um, they said they that, said they said they have not discussed it. No, it has not been discussed. No, I'm asking you, Brett Chancy, would you do it? Well, no, I wouldn't do it because the Astros aren't doing it. Why would I? Why would I do something they're not doing? Like, well, like you just I, said like, you're going to have them sit the whole week. Oh. Yeah, just rest, man. Why not put you on the IL? Just not gonna play you. Just just ride the pine, kid. I mean, come on. Why are you gonna why are you gonna why are you gonna put him on the IL when a real IL spot comes up and you need to use it? You know, I just like look, at the end of the day, if he comes back Tuesday and he's fine, whatever. But right. what they need to determine is they've got to connect the dots. Yeah. His hand is hurting. Or it's not. His hand is affecting him or it's not. I think it's all of those things. Yeah. I think his hand, when when you ask a player, does it hurt you? If it, if it just bothers them, they're not going to tell you it hurts you. I mean, think right. about an athlete, right? Um, that, that starts from when you're a kid because why? You want to be out there. I mean, he had the pressure of having his parents there too this last week. So, of course, he's not going to go, hey, put me on the IL. My mom and dad are here to watch my first major league games yeah. in person. So he's going to tough it out. He's that kind of person. He's there for the team. And I think sometimes, ultimately, these players, when they try to be team players, it ends up hurting them in the long run. Now, I don't think it's that severe. He can still hit the ball. but And there was someone on here earlier that said maybe maybe it's mental. Maybe he needs a mental break. But you don't go in the aisle for a mental break. Look, they have an off day. If it's two games in Arlington, don't play them. Like, just don't play him those two games. What's the big deal? It's two games in Arlington who like, or Southern Oklahoma, whatever you want to call it, Tough Shed Stadium. Just go. I mean, we have to go to that Poverty Franchises Stadium and play. Just go. Don't let Alvarez play. He's highly valued. Get get Vasquez in there. Um, you know, not Vasquez. Get 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 Mancini in left field and, heck, let, let Dubon play DH. I don't know. I don't care. Like, just rest him for a couple games. I understand Hensley. what you're saying. Hensley got. Oh, I'm hit. sorry, Hensley. I'm sorry, Hensley. I'm sorry, Hensley. Yeah, I, 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 I like literally. After first. Well, <laughs> I was literally trying to pull Hensley's name out of the air, and I completely forgot. My bad, Mr. Hensley. You are six foot seven. Good lord, don't pound me in the ground if you ever meet me. But yeah, that dude. Like, if you look at his numbers in AAA, they're so good, and I love that they got Hensley. I, I just think JJ struggled too much, but Hensley literally has played just about every position on the field. Um, and you know, hey, look, Framer Valdez is going Tuesday. We have a day off tomorrow, but tomorrow we'll be breaking down the whole Rangers like you know series and all that stuff. So we're not going to get into that tonight. Right. But um, all in all, I thought the Astros pitchers did an admirable job for the most part. They only allowed three runs um, to to the Orioles in I believe each of those games. And I think the offense just went silent. And someone told me this, and I want to I want to I want to take on this. And then I, I think I think we should probably wrap it up soon. 
someone goes, maybe they need to get swept. I'm like, what do you mean they need to get swept? He's like, I don't know. Maybe getting swept by the Orioles at home, like mentally, it'd be like, hey, guys, we need to start hitting better. <laughs> I said, I don't know. I really think we're not giving the Orioles pitchers any credit. Like, we act like – so this is my problem. When the Astros hitters don't hit, we never give the opposing pitcher credit. We just go, oh, well, they just sucked, and they should feel bad, and they're professionals, and they didn't do their job. No. Maybe you just face competition that on that day is better than you, period, right? Yeah. Um, I thought they did get sweeped by some bad team this year. Didn't they get sweeped by the A's? They or swept once. Right. Once. And then they went on some tear, right? Right. Yeah. So you think that if they get swept again, then we'll just go like that? I don't know. No, I didn't say that. I'm telling you, someone oh, okay. told me that, and I was having that discussion with them. Um, what do y'all think about Click's tenure so far? I think Click's tenure is great. I don't. I don't know what people are complaining about. I mean, we're we are number one in the AL. We have the best record in the AL. We completely yeah. own the Yankees and the Mets right now. If we played yeah, either one I, of those teams in the playoffs, we'd beat them. Period. In the right. story. I mean, if you're looking at the big moves, he hasn't gone out and got the big names, but he's gotten the names he's needed to get, like the Ryan Stanicks and. He's gone out and gotten the names, the Hector Neris's and the uh, the Monteros, and even though they're struggling a little bit recently, but he gets the uh, he does the uh, the raise type of moves, the kind of under radar, the little money, and that's what he had to do because the Astros have a lot of contracts uh, that they they're kind of stuck with for right now, and they have some good players. So I think the Astros are here because of the team they have. But also, I think James Click has has done a great job. Could he have gone out and got Josh Bell? Sure, but Josh Bell is not really having great success over there either. Have you seen what Josh Hader's done? Oh yeah, four, he's actually four impressed. innings, four innings pitched, twelve runs. <laughs> he's been a yeah. disaster. Yeah. So, you know, people make all these great moves. And yeah. so, look, at, look at the end of the day, um, the Astros end on a win. They go to Arlington to basically step things up. And I do not know about Alibnis Diaz when he's coming back, but we'll have those things hopefully updated. We'll have a Hunter Brown update on on tomorrow night. So, so make sure you check us out. All right. So my name is Eric Heisman. He is Brett Chancy, and we are the Locked on Astros podcast. Make sure you check us out. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Make sure you give us a big thumbs up and go ahead and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make us your first listen and go strips. Oh, you have to <laughs> I it. forgot I had graphics tonight. Later.